You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks, uh, welcome back to the latest Mountain Square Football Podcast, uh, MWWire.com where you can find all of our uh, written content. Podcast, just search Mount Wire. You'll find it uh, anywhere, apparently, also. I'm Jeremy here, hanging out with Matt. Uh, Matt, we're on Amazon Podcast, which I did not know was a thing until this week. So, there you go. I did not know it was a thing until literally you just said it. <laughs> I got some email from our new people we're kind of doing our podcast with over and over time. I'm like, okay. They're like, yeah, sign up. I'm like, more the merrier, right? Anywhere you can find us, just do it. Exactly. Basically, uh, yeah, just search it in and you'll find it. And also, side note, if you're on Stitcher, I should check these more often, Matt, because we haven't been uploaded since like week 10 last year, recap or something. That's disappointing. That is. I've heard people not like Stitcher, but I'm like, I used to use it, moved away. But uh, if you happen to use them and you want to go back, it should be up soon. But uh, we're here. We're talking football because, Matt, we actually have football news this week. Good news? A A little more than usual. Which is weird because we're sitting here in the middle of September. (laughs) <laughs> which certainly this time we'd be recapping week three all these games going on but uh yeah let's start with this news app and we'll, we'll kind of ease into the news that people probably heard but let's start with San Diego State Matt they uh have a stadium on campus that they're working on was it Mission Valley correct is that where it's going to be or Mission yeah, Valley so. so they have a place in plan but they're also tearing down Whatever San Diego, what, what's it? What's it called? It used to be called Jack Ryan or Jack Murphy. It's San Diego. Jack Murphy, yeah. Jack Murphy. It's the what Murph. the Murph where the Padres played. So mm-hmm. they're getting getting rid of that type of stuff to kind of move forward and go quickly. They're going to be playing the former home of the LA Chargers, Matt. Current home of the uh, LA Galaxy. As you notice, you're correct. Uh, you both noticed those those names, Matt. Both have Los Angeles, not San Diego. Yeah. How would you feel if your state home stadium, and this is not like a commuter school like when I grew up in Houston, oh, let's go to the Texas A&M game in College Station that's 90 plus miles away. You're called San Diego State Aztecs. You're going to be playing 100 plus miles away from home. That's not ideal. Yeah. So Carson, California, for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, California geography, uh, 111 miles. Uh, you know, if you look it up on Google Maps, it's depending on traffic. And anyway. Um, somewhere between two and two and a half hours. So, you know, if you're a San Diego State fan, you know, that kind of sucks. But, you know, at the same time, it's not, I mean, you, you have the new stadium to look forward to. And if there's a season this fall, it's still sort of up in the air as to whether it's a good idea for people to be there in person to see the team anyway. And, you know, if you were, but if you're an Aztecs athlete or if you're an Aztecs administrator, you kind of have to think that 
you know, for as as sturdy as uh, <laughs> SDCCU Stadium has been. Um, nice way to put the, it. <laughs> the the stadium in Carson is just a better facility right now. Mm-hmm. And you know everybody kind of knows what the long term plan is. It's really only I'm going to think for like what one or two years before they come back and they play in this new stadium in San Diego. So it's not. I mean, obviously the jokes are obvious. Where you know even the, you know the Chargers of course bailed on San Diego for for LA that new stadium in Inglewood and stuff like that. But it, this is not the same situation. And I think that. You know, when you're thinking about the long term, you know, especially for those inside the program, I, I really don't think it's that big of a deal as far as optics are concerned. I can understand where Aztecs fans would be disgruntled. But, you know, if you look at recent history anyway, um, you know, just going going back over the last couple of years, which is where I was able to find numbers, uh, you know, as far as attendance is concerned, you know, from 2017 to 2018, the Aztecs dropped 20%. Like they lost nearly 8,000 fans in that stadium in San Diego. Uh, and then last year they had a more slight drop, but it was still down despite the fact that they won 10 games. So, I mean, for the diehards, I can see where it sucks. For the more casual fan, it's probably not going to make that much of a difference. And for the program, they're just trying to put their best foot forward, you know, thinking about, you know, they want students to feel, or potential student athletes to feel good about coming into this program over the next one or two years. And so I think with that in mind, it's it's probably a story that beyond its beyond its surface is much ado about nothing, I would say. I agree with you a little bit. I thought when I wrote the piece about it, I'm like, I, I, for some reason, because I don't like talking about COVID all the time because it's lame and sucking the life out of everything we're doing nowadays. But you might be right because let's just say, because we'll get to the Mountain West Pasta plant in October, which that would be kind of our main thing. There's probably going to be no fans because if I'm correct, the Rams and Cowboys game at SoFi had nobody there. Um, 49ers game, I believe, no no fans are attendance, right? Is that what California is essentially doing? That is correct. So and, and the Chargers game this afternoon is going to be the same thing. Yeah. So nobody's there. So it's not going to be. They'll impact like yeah, it's a long drive for the players and whatever and staff, but who knows? Whatever. And that that could be the same if they played now. Or if they play in the uh, January, like if say they, for some reason, they still do a spring like slash winter season in January. I think the main thing would be is that next year, next fall is where, because they're still going to be there in 2021 regardless. So mm-hmm. the new stadium is until 2022. So it'll be next season where that it could be a, a headache for some fans. Because again, we don't know what's available or what's going to be done for health wise. If attendance could be had for in California or anywhere in the country, because You'll see a variety of this place. Like the Colts today, they have a weird number of 2,500. But this stadium here, like the Cleveland Cincy game, had 6,000 fans. Like their Texas or Cowboy Stadium, I'm not watching a game right now, record Sunday afternoon, but it's, there's a lot of people there, like 20% sure. or something. So it varies. And so the, sta- the stadium is small, about 30K, because it's typically for MLS team that's not going to draw over 40 plus unless it's some international game, they move it to a bigger stadium. So next year is where we could think about where. It can kind of be like a downer for the fans, just because, again, we don't know what we're going to be able to do next next fall, a year from now. Hopefully, we should be able to go. Or most people, I'd like to see that, think think, think that be the case of what way things are proceeding and stuff. But I think it's a, a lot to do about. It could be something next year. That's all I'm getting at. Like right now, it's not going to yeah. matter. Like you get to play in a cool arena, a good place, a good facility. 
that that's always a positive. It's like, yeah, it's a couple games. It's I think next fall, the year from now is when I can see fans or next summer fans are kind of if we don't know if, if it's gonna start going to games and stuff in full capacity, that's where I could see it could be a little issue. Because again, remember, Aztecs for the home is CBS Sports called CBS Sports Network. Those eight PM, seven PM local kick times are not gonna be fun coming home at two in the morning. Yeah, and you know, if you reframe the idea if you reframe the idea of the move and, and you were thinking about twenty twenty one in particular. You know, yeah, the, the Aztecs have lost fans at SDCCU over the last couple of years. But you know what happens if the same number of fans who came out in 2018 and 2019 show up in that stadium in Carson? Sell out, full stadium. They, they sell it out every single time. Yeah, because they're... And so mm-hmm. I think so. I think there's still some incentive there. Like, yeah, the numbers are down. But last year, you know, in 2019, they were still third in terms of raw attendance, which... You know, in that cavernous stadium they were playing in, you know, not necessarily the greatest look, but, you know, the fans still have shown the capacity to show up. And so, you know, as a as a I'm, I'm not an Aztecs fan, but I think that, you know, if things were closer to normal by this time next year and Aztecs fans didn't feel inclined to, you know, make the road trip to Carson at least once or twice that I, th- I think I would be disappointed if the Aztecs ended up having a, a big drop off again in attendance. But I mean, even then it's only for a year or two, like you're talking about the potentially of a, probably one potential attendance wise of, of a truncated season in a couple months, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes. And then, you know, one year in Carson before they open this brand new stadium. And then you kind of have to think with the way that fans have been showing up in recent years that they're, they're going to go out and they're going to start selling it out week after week, you know? So yeah, it's, it's inconvenient, but it's not forever. And I think that the team is going to be above average at worst anyway. So there's still going to be a very viable product to look forward to one way or the other. Yeah. And I'm looking at their 2021 schedule, which we fall 2021. They have Mexico state at home. Okay. Whatever for non-conference at least. Um, and they get Utah to come to town, which is a pretty big deal. Pac-12 team has been pretty mm-hmm. good. So, and they have Townsend. So the non-conference slate and then whatever home slate is, I honestly don't know off the top of my head. They just rotate whatever this year would be to next year. But you'd get, who knows, Hawaii, UNLV, Nevada, maybe Fresno. What, all the West teams, obviously. But, yeah. again, it's for one year. And the next year, we like I bet what would happen – here's the thing what could happen. T- plus, it'll look better on TV just because it's hard – when you bring almost 30,000, which is a solid number for college football teams, uh, for our, our the league we cover and everything, it's, it's not 12,000, 20, 30,000 is pretty decent. So if they're in a stadium that's, let's just say they only they drop and go to 20,000 if it's a full, whatever can be done next season. And like just because that's the fans that go, that's still going to look better than a, a stadium that's one third full. It's going to look better on TV. And people would want to check out, like, heck. It's going to be a lot cheaper than going to an NFL game up there. You know what I mean? Whatever, and if you want to go up to LA, but or MLS game, probably even cheaper than that. I'm guessing some spots if you want to happen to check out the stadium. But I can see people wanting to go just to go for just to try it out, and it may not bring in new fans, but I think that curiosity factor, right? And they'll probably do season ticket packages of like a non-conference slate, or they'll do all sorts of packages to get people up there to two games, three games, They're like just mix it up, not just do all or nothing for the. Uh, six or seven home games they have. It's not a bad thing, but it's just kind of a, it could be an inconvenience if you want to go to that game and they, they do those like kickoffs. That's the only bad part. But again, think of long term. You're getting your own stadium on near campus or right nearby. You're going to worry about 
uh, cement blocks of SDCU falling on you or having to share it, playing a baseball diamond with Petco and sharing the Padre Stadium. All right, Matt, let's take a quick time out to uh, tell our listeners about my bookie where we can hook them up over my bookie. We can double your very first deposit. Winning season means my bookie, insane props, cool, epic bonuses, awesome, and some crazy cross sport wagers. So why not mix and match the sports to uh, get a few bucks there? Over at MyBookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Today, week one of the NFL is here. Thank you. NFL is back. So you have all season long to get an NFL action. Um, got NBA finals coming up. You have Major League Baseball wrapping up, heading into the postseason for themselves. Oh, yeah. You want to get that double the deposit? Here you go. To get in on that action, use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. News players can get up to $1,000 in free play. That's designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you Bet. Heck, Mount West Podcast here. Go uh, find your favorite former Mount West player and bet on that team for a few bucks. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Again, that promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Hold up. And you know how it is on TV. Wait, there's more? And overtime is going all in for our listeners. We're giving away a $500 cash prize to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. When you make your deposit, take a screen grab of your MyBookie account and email it to Overtime at advertisecast.com. One more time. That's overtime at advertisecast.com. $500 will be given away at the end of September. Dude, this is awesome. All right, so we move on to uh, maybe football actually possibly maybe happening in Air Force and the rest of Mountain West. Well, at least in terms of, of one game we know is a go. This is weird. It, with the With the potential for more. Yeah, they have the. Uh, I never noticed this, but the Navy and Army gamers, Air Force, were never te- they're never officially taken off the schedule. Mm-hmm. And, and then last, what I think two weeks ago, because again, time just runs together at this point. <laughs> what we're do- dealing with, they announced like they're, they're or before they even announced, they're putting like hints on Twitter about the CIC, the Navy game. So apparently, the Navy game versus Army is one hundred percent definitely on the schedule to happen. So how do, how does that before we get to the whole Mount West play, how does that work out? How do they how do they get to play a game and nobody else could? I've never really I mean, heard I why. That, I think that Army Navy occupies a special place in college football. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know when you if you think in terms of money because that is what's driving every single decision that every single conference is is weighing and has made in recent days. Um, you know that people watch Army Navy every single year. And so I think that, you know, given the grander landscape of things of, of, you know, every conference mulling a return, even in a truncated season, that, you know, it makes sense to me, at least, that you wouldn't want to take one of the, uh, the, the golden geese, if you will, off the schedule if you didn't necessarily have to, especially since Army Navy occupies on the calendar a unique space as well, where, both of the academies would have had time to, you know, observe how things unfolded with regards to how different communities in the country at large uh, handled the pandemic and things like that. So in those terms, to me, it's not necessarily surprising that that game remained on the schedule for both teams all along. But now it's official, which it's the official date actually, I believe it's the same date, October 3rd. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because they had the uh, Nate, the AD um, hop on. Nate uh, Pine. Yeah, Nate Pine, sorry, going with KVOR and said that game's happening. 
he's a little cagey about. He would always say the army game is scheduled, not official, but that's a clearly workaround saying it's scheduled. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. And and also what's interesting too, we kind of talked about last week, like or whenever last time we discussed this type of thing. I think it was last week. There's only one team out west playing right now. I guess two technically. UTEP's in the Mountain Time Zone as is BYU. I find it odd that this is a Saturday game. It's on Scooby and CB Sports Network. It's a 4 p.m. local kick. Why would they not want to push it to like 7 or something? Or even 8 maybe. I don't know what, being, what, uh, what other pressing game to have later that night. That's just kind of an odd fit where you'd probably... Because that's a kind of time slot. You have the SEC game of the week going on or finishing up. You have the ABC, the big big game of the week on ABC or ESPN or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's no teams out west to play unless you're Kansas to put on 9 p.m. where you lose to Coastal Carolina in week one at home. But why not? I just, That's kind of odd too, isn't it? Why would they put it like at least at maybe 6 o'clock or 7? Like even 6 local time would be would put it in fewer game competitions for people to check out this game. That's a good question. I have no idea. We're not TV execs, but we can play one on the podcast, and I say that's a bad move. What do they got? Some PBR monster truck replay to do afterwards? I don't know. What is I mean, the... it's funny because like if you if you look at the college football schedule, they don't really have. I mean, there's a like more than half of the proposed schedule for the week of uh, the week of the the second uh, and the third, mm-hmm. which is that Saturday. It's still TBD. Yeah. So you know, if you look at some of the games that are potentially on the schedule, you know, um, you know Clemson still has a spot to be filled, Texas, UCF, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Florida, Tennessee. Actually, those are two early games, my bad. Um, you know, so, I mean, I think that there is still some some high-profile matchups that they're probably looking to slot in, but I think, you know, given the nature of cancellations and postponements and, you know, reschedulings and things like that, that there's still a lot of pieces that need to get fit into the overall puzzle. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess, was it Memphis canceled the game versus UTSA? They're pretting up SD on Foster. The Baylor-Houston game was supposed to be yesterday, got canceled. Houston's tried three openers, still haven't had mm-hmm. their game yet, and they even swapped the game with BYU to play at home instead of up in Utah. And so you're right, there's a lot of different things going on that, that day. But yeah, you got like Oklahoma State, Iowa State, TCU, Texas, um, a couple of networks involved, but TBD for times, so I guess they're probably that six six or 12-day window, but also to consider the why, why I think later would be better. The Big Ten, which we'll get to in a minute, they're starting three weeks later. They're still not in action either. And so there will be a less crowded slate. I just felt, I don't know, I'm just thinking later afternoon would be better, like even a 6 o'clock game, but who knows? It's not me. But So the Army game, why would Navy be going but not Army? Do you have any clue with that? Is it because Army's actually playing? Well, they're both playing a full schedule. Why would Army not be? You know, I mean, what what do you think that would be like? Why is that the case? Any clue? Any inkling? No, no, nothing. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I don't know. I, you, that that could be definitely the right answer. I'm just asking the questions. And if if you don't know, I guess what I don't know either, Matt. I'm just saying. I am just wondering because what is it supposed to be? November November game, correct? November seventh, I believe. No, late November, I can pull it up here, but I don't. Unless they're being super cautious. I don't, it doesn't make sense to say, hey, we're not going to play our Air Force or Army. It's on, It's essentially TBD, in my opinion. When, he, when the Nathan Pines, like, it's scheduled, like, air quotes, scheduled to be played. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have a good reason for it. Yeah, November 7th. It's supposed to be a 
11.30 Eastern on over-the-air CBS. So that'll lead into an SEC game of the week, whatever it may be. I'm not sure why you know, that... See, I, I think I mentioned this on last week's podcast, but that actually does make sense. For what? Especially as a especially as a lead-in to Florida and Georgia later that afternoon. Heck yeah. I think I mentioned explicitly that in those rare opportunities where you know Air Force has played one of the other academies on the CBS network, people watch those games. Those have historically, mm-hmm. in, in, and by historically I mean since 2013, because that was when I was able to. You pull up numbers and things like that for a deep dive into into ratings, um, but you know those are audience. You know they capture like a one or a two in the Nielsen ratings, which is for a Mountain West game that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I can see that kind of game being the perfect appetizer for what I imagine would be one of the bigger SEC games uh, on the entire schedule. Yeah, definitely, yeah. That's usually the. Don't call it the outdoor cocktail party. Where's he even played? Is it playing in Jacksonville again? Are they still doing that neutral? It's site? still scheduled to be played in Jacksonville. Okay, yeah. I like how we schedule. Yeah, and, and the other thing is too is you know even even if it wasn't a lead into that kind of game, I think in past years we've seen other Mountain West teams. And the I think the the game last year where San Jose State traveled to the East Coast was a similarly early nine a.m. kickoff. So. Mm-hmm. To me, logistically, that makes more sense because you. I think if you're a CBS exec, you're probably high fiving each other with that kind of double header uh, on the in the morning, or early afternoon. You're going to get a lot of eyeballs on both of those two games. And the games earlier, it'll be the first game of the day. Most games start at twelve o'clock at these because this would be eleven thirty. So yeah. I get a little bit extra. It's the only football game at the, for at least a while. People tune into. So one other thing we need to talk about. There's been reports with it we talked about last week the turnbacks there could be as many as 40 players not playing this mm-hmm. that may change i don't know if that's official because it's still kind of uh what i've been hearing kind of up in the air because basically i don't again like i said last week i don't know if this is official official where players can play and still get a year back in the in this current semester right now we're sitting here in fall so what they would do mm-hmm. they they would not basically withdraw from the academy so that they could play next fall for a full year so I don't know how that so it's, would... It's kind of like their version of a red shirt, isn't it? Essentially, but I don't think you can even be on campus because you're graduated in one... in one takes one more semester to graduate, so you wouldn't even be doing classes as far as my understanding would be. You basically would yeah, be so away. Yeah, according so according to Brent Bergman of the Colorado Springs Gazette, they call them administrative turnbacks. And they are designed, in, in Bergman's own words, to assist cadets facing hardships. So, I mean, it... it acts in theory like a red shirt but on its face it is not quite the same thing yeah so it's yeah it's you're basically not you're not you're taking you're not using eligibility essentially yeah. and i'm betting if they're at the academy once you graduate you graduate there's very few i know isaiah sanders went to a stanford as a grad transfer but that's kind mm-hmm. of rare that happens in the academy so if those players decide to do that that's like we i know their roster is bigger than most but let's just say their roster is at 120 you're down one-third of your talent. And I'm betting of those 40, a good number are probably guys who would see significant time restarting. And so if you lose those guys, maybe that's the reason as we roll into our next subject, maybe that's why they're not considering playing the full mountain with Slate if they're losing a third of their team. Mm-hmm. And that would make a lot of sense. Okay, so I, what do you think? So before we get to our, our next little bit here, is Air Force going to – what are they going to do? Are they going to play a full season? Because really quick, the Mountain West, the Navy game could fit in to give them – to also still play a full amount of slate. The Army game would not. So what do you think the chances of them playing Army as well, regardless if they play a full amount of the season or not? 
I mean, I think when you when you consider the academy, what you have to keep in mind is that in the grand scheme of things, their priorities are different than the average university, whether elsewhere in the Mountain West or otherwise. You know, they have they prepare their cadets for much larger you know, problems to deal with in the real world and things like that. And so I think if I had to wager one way or the other, I would I would imagine that they would probably be conservative and say, thank you, but no, thank you. And then just maybe play army and that's it. I, and, and play like Navy and army. Yeah. I can see it too because I wrote because I think you know their cadets have bigger fish to fry if that makes sense. There's that, but also, I'm I'm betting you talk to maybe Air Force is a touch different because they've been in the conference basically forever. Navy's Mm -hmm. new to the American Army's been independent. They're that short stint with CUSA. I believe that didn't go well, but I guarantee if you talk to at least those two schools, even Navy and the American, which was close to making a New Year's Six game last year, their number one goal is probably to win the CIC. And I'm betting in Air Force that might be their same number one goal, or at least one mm-hmm. like one A and one B to win the Mountain West and win the CIC. And so I could see them say, like you're right, like particularly third down a third of their team or forty players. Like, well, well, we'll just play Navy, we'll just play Army, and we'll be done with it, and then we'll see it next year. Because you're right. But in addition to, they're going to be protecting the country for whatever what they do with the Air Force afterwards. They also have different mindsets and goals towards athletics, and so. I think yeah. The, I mean, I think I yeah. think you know. I've I've mentioned like risk reward calculus in in past podcasts when we broached the subject, and within the Mountain West, you know, I think Air Force's particular risk reward calculus is much different than everybody else's. Exactly. All right. So we get to the big topic. The Mountain West might be returning. Returning. I should Let's say. do it. Not returning. Returning. So we need to take a step back because. Can, can I still laugh at the Big Ten? Is it okay to laugh at Nebraska in the Big Ten? Yes. You know why it's also funny? Did you happen to look at the coaches' poll today? Uh, no, I did not. So the AP poll has not yet included Big Ten teams, probably because they haven't played yet. But the coaches' poll said, sure, why not? And so it's kind of funny to see Ohio State at 10, which, honestly, if they're going to play and it goes well, they're going to be like a top-five team at worst. But I'm scrolling through like, oh, how did this change? Because you have like BYU, Army, Marshall, who got the, the ranked victory over App State over the weekend, who Boise is supposed to play. I see mm. Nebraska getting like five votes. Who the heck is voting for Nebraska? Is it pity votes? Somebody who really, really wants them to be, quote unquote, back. De- it's like, it's also like, too, I tweeted out like ESPN put out their uh, call, they do their college playoff picks every week, and they included everybody who's currently officially playing, including Big Ten. I, I highlighted Adam Rittenberg for two reasons. One, he put Texas on there, which, come on. I'm a Longhorns okay. fan. I like Texas because I grew up there. I'm like, I'd like them to see well or see them do well. But then, um, what's his name? Brett Murphy used to cover, I don't know where he's at now, but he covered Boise State forever at the Idaho State Stadium. Uh, no, not, no, not Brett McMurphy. Brett Murphy. He used to oh, right. cover the Boise State. He's like, he's like, I'd love to see all that parody people talk about in college football or something because te- the Texas vote was the only vote different. Every other vote was exactly the same. Every other team, one through four, was the same. Every single what every single place but there. So it's like, come on. But back to the thing. So Big Ten fighting and I gotta give them some credit because before when they first announced Matt, they were like they didn't do what the Pac twelve did. They didn't give out a, a dozen page PDF paper about here's why. They just basically said, We're not gonna play and we're not really gonna tell you why. And we may or may not have had a vote and it, it certainly was not unanimous. So that was a complete mess. You have the lawsuits and all that. But then you see them come back 
where which they did a much better job with Kevin Warren saying, all right, here's exactly why we think it's okay to play. Whether you and I think it's safe or not to play, which I'm still on the fence about, and if it happens, okay, it's happening. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to bash the league for not playing because I still, I'm still i still leaning toward that's probably the best decision to do. But at least what they're, pl- they're trying to play, they give out good reasons with better testing because that's part of it too. Like the NBA had wanted to do this like months ago, which I didn't realize. I thought it was a more recent thing. But like if we get the testing every day just about, it's cheap, you get the results back faster, and they're doing those type of tests, I'm like, I, I feel more comfortable doing that, even though because we can't all be 100% safe, unfortunately, but at least what they're doing, they are actually presenting their case to do it. But then you see USC right to the letter of the governor Newsom, you got the, uh, now the, now the Pac-12 looks like an idiot. Now you see all this stuff going on between Larry Scott and, got, and Governor Newsom. Newsom's like, well, we never said we could play games. Like, what are you talking about? Like, they, they're, like, contradicting themselves every place. And the Pac-12 is like, USC had the letter to the governor, Larry Scott's like, I guess maybe we'll try to play. What? And then the Mountain West is can like, just, can I just say that, that real quick? Yeah, hop in here. <laughs> um, that, that, that USC letter was extremely tone deaf. Yes, I agree. Reading through that. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, and and for those of you who haven't been in California, um, when you're listening to this, you know, let me just say that it felt amazing to see the blue sky for the first time in weeks here the other day. That's that's it. <laughs> so, so I mean, like I said, I don't want to get us off on a tangent. I just wanted to mention that real quick. Well, there's that too. Like, had there been we talked about last week, had there been games scheduled up at up in the West Coast, Oregon down from Northern California to Central to you down to Southern California. Games probably wouldn't have been played or postponed or moved or something, and so yeah. the timing and like I get them wanting to play. I, I understand all that. Hope hopefully technology's gotten better, like the testing thing. But to send it the week when it looks like you're living on Mars or you're in the Matt Damon movie trying to survive on potatoes and everything, it's like the letter itself. If they want to play, fine. But you're right, Matt. When they sent it out, it's like time and place, man. Right? Come on. Read the read the room. Exactly, is what I said. Exactly, and then it's like the weird thing about California. Like I'll say, weird. Like I like so you you obviously follow more stuff out there. I've been keeping track as well. We saw the the NFL pro teams play, but then you see Governor Newsom like, well, we never said you can't play. Like, is that been the case? I've always felt the college is like they couldn't play because of not just the Pac-12, but it wasn't safe to play, and also because you know they're unpaid athletes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't followed all of the details, you know, day blow by blow or anything like that. Um, you know, I saw the statement that I think it was John Canzano of Oregon Live got from someone at the governor's office, and I chose to read it as being like really sarcastic. It was the whole <laughs> thing with like, you know, oh, just use virtual reality to practice. Oh no, like I saw that. Five yeah. By five oh, that was. Five. <laughs> no, that what that was. Okay, no, that was John Wilner. I know Kazan does great stuff. Like you should always read him because he 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 gets down to the Pac-12 and exposes them for the fraud they are in a lot of areas. But it was John Wilner going. So how do they practice? You're right via virtual reality. Um, five. You can the most you can do is five on five, which doesn't make sense to me because I the sh- I my radio show I work on. I had a guy who played in the NFL for 12 years. I'm like so so I'm like ask Scott Mitchell. Like so hey how do you uh how do you practice? I'm like I know there's drills you do that aren't necessarily 11 on 11. But he's like, yeah, there's one because five on five. It is clearly sarcastic, and the person knows nothing about football. The local official who made that response back, but he's like, oh, you can do some 
one-on-one stuff, like, which we've all seen, like, maybe some two-on-one type of stuff, but, like, you can't do any sort of full-on football because you have seven-on-seven or, like, what you see in, like, the, uh, that type of football type games or practices. But, like, five-on-five, it's, like, the VR stuff, mental practices, it's, like, but then they say it's still fine to play a game, and we're discussing, like, so how much do you practice? Because we know NFL doesn't practice a lot. All these schools, there's no more two-a-days during spring camp or fall camp. You're not hitting pads very often. You could argue that a full game time, like, I know everybody's not playing for three hours, but actual game time on a football field, if that's fine to do, why couldn't you take that total time and do it through a whole week? Like, it's contradictory, if you know what I mean. Like, if you're going to practice a little bit here and there throughout the week, like, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, and, like, full-on contact, like, where it's more than the five-on-five, how can they – I don't – like, Matt, how do they say – it's fine to play a game, but you can't do this during the week, even if you were to keep it to about that same time frame. Yeah, I don't know. But you're right. I read that, too. I'm like, I just laughed. I'm like, are you serious? What are you doing? I just chose to read that as being, like, a really sarcastic response. You're not the only one. <laughs> but so, all right, so now here's what we're getting to. Here's what we're at now. Big Ten's coming back. They dropped their schedule over the weekend. Good for them. They're trying for eight weeks and eight games, or eight games and eight weeks, I should say. And then they're going to do a pretty cool kind of a Champions Weekend, which I like, like championship games in like two versus two. Like we've discussed this before with the Mountain West. It's a good idea to get an extra game in and kind of a, not reward, but just a, another fun game. The Mountain West, they mentioned, they we talked about the one statement, Matt, that's full of just words a couple weeks ago. It's like, this makes, mm-hmm. a, this makes a sentence and a paragraph. But now they're having Bruce Feldman of uh, Fox and um, The Athletic on their one of their shows on the weekend saying the Mountain West is looking for an October 24th start date, which we kind of already knew because Mountain West put a statement out saying they're looking, moving forward if they can get that some more cheap testing, all that type of stuff we discussed before to make it safe. October 24th, 80s are meeting Monday, so they might be meeting by the time you're hearing this. And then later this week, the next hierarchy is going to meet to propose a eight-game schedule starting October 24th. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That's where we're at here. So is that going to – we got some more to discuss. Like, what – do you – let me ask you this. I, I probably know your answer, but for everybody listening, it's should they be doing this, first of all? Probably not. Probably no. not. I mean, I've been pretty staunch that I don't think it's a good idea. No, and, I, I, you know, I still don't, even though, you know, you look at the different statements that, you know, different stakeholders have put out, like – a you know, perfect example like Joseph Castro putting together a, a quote unquote bold and creative plan. And I'm, yeah, everybody's like, oh, wow, bold plan, things like that. Well, that's just like, that's a buzzword. Yes. Like Fresno State's whole thing since he got there is hashtag be bold. It, I personally, I don't attach that much meaning to it. So, yeah, I mean, I think that. You know, if there are enough safeguards in place, then yeah, fine. I guess it can work. But you know, other teams, other programs, other conferences that are going now. You know, we mentioned all the cancellations and the reschedulings earlier, and I really don't see how having more teams do that is going to cause that trend to decelerate somehow. But you know, I guess if they're dead set on trying to do it, then you know, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if it can be like i'm with you it's like they probably shouldn't be doing it but if they're going to do it can they make it as safe as possible and will yeah. they 
follow the guidelines that are put in place because we still don't have an update. That Colorado State issue with them saying the protocols were being followed, that's still ongoing. We have not heard a peep about it. The only thing I've heard about it was like a week after it came out over at the Colorado and um, they put out kind of like a what to expect, like what are they kind of the step-by-step a little bit. There's been nothing. It's been well over a month since then. Mm-hmm. And so like, and then there's teams like the big thing, it's like they're not going to play. Like you mentioned, because Fresno State, you're right, it's a bunch of buzzwords, but they've had, you can correct me if wrong, but campus has been shut down for everything, right? Except for like some select number of classes. But yeah, by and large, you know, the campus is entirely online, um, as is San Jose State and San Diego State, by the way. And they've already made the choice to do the same thing for the fall anyway. It, yeah. For, and for the it's for spring, 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 excuse me. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, and then it's San Diego State shut down for two weeks. I think you mentioned that, like everything. Like there's been for Fresno State, I've been having like voluntary stuff on like other campuses. So there's that. You have New Mexico, which their governor wanted. No, there's no high school football. They wanted to uh, not have any fit contact sports because NM, NMSU is not playing. The Aggies there. Lobos currently mm-hmm. aren't playing. But the one thing out of the statement that came out, um, I need to find it here. Um, the, not statement, but the um, Brett McMurphy report. He tweeted out. Uh, I need to find it real quick. But he mentioned Air Force may not play a full year. Did we also have Air Force and or Fresno and Air Force on there? Wasn't or in Hawaii? So it was Hawaii, Fresno, and Air Force, right? Yes. Which is odd because the San Diego State stuff I just mentioned, New Mexico. I does that sound about right? Like, what other teams like would you see not playing? Because here in Utah, numbers have spiked up, especially up in college campuses. But I know up in Logan, they're doing easier testing like you can actually go to the campus and get it if you're at school or athletes participating same with other places but are those the three least likely to play you would say off the top of my head yeah i guess that would be that sounds about right why then why not sandy why would sandy go state not be included then if, if you know what i mean like wouldn't they be in a similar range of uh viability or concerns as fresno state i mean i imagine it may have something to do with the fact that when the Mountain West stepped away from the season they had originally proposed, like, what was it, back in August or something like that, that the Bulldogs were one of the few programs, if not the only program in the country that hadn't brought their student-athletes back yet. Yeah, that's true. That's part of it. So, you know, you see see highlights from, like, Nevada, for instance, of, of them out of practice doing their thing and things like that. And so that might be the difference in that, you know, that conditioning curve or whatever you want to call it to get the Bulldogs up to speed. Uh, you know, there may be too much risk associated with that to get them up to like game speed and game preparedness and stuff like that. I'm not totally sure though. That's wondering too, because there's that too, because if you've been like, I, there's a good thread I put in, in one of the articles I did recently about them coming back to play. Like I put in, what would the schedule look like? What would this look like? Um, there, I'm pulling up right now, but like the testing numbers, it's um, uh, I think, oh, sorry, I'm trying to pull up, I, think, I believe it's Jeff K's of what KTVB or I don't find the right call letters here at the moment. I don't, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, K, I was right. KTVB, J Trust put through as the week of September 10th, which is a week and a half ago from now. Like, uh, Boise confirmed their plan to move to on campus testing. Um, Air Force Nevada, New Mexico, San Jose, San Diego State, the only teams actively participating because you can do 12 hours of practice. Which, mm-hmm. um, if you see one, two, three, four, it's only five teams. I know Utah State is doing videos of being on campus. 
that doesn't include Hawaii. It's not obviously Fresno. Um, Boise State's not on there. I think Boise State's starting upcoming this week. Um, yeah, they did start. So Utah State kind of did a little bit, but they plan to start this week. You have testing rates of each school, like New Mexico right now. As they again, these numbers depends where if they're getting if they're students or how they're getting tested. But like under two percent, under half a percent, like four percent of Boise is not not great. But overall, whatever else has been doing, it's not too bad. So he put, go through read that. He puts through kind of who's doing what for testing. But if those three teams don't play. What do they do? Just do a round robin and then be done with it? I think that would be the easiest thing to do because what you'd have nine nine teams. Yeah, you play everybody eight once. Games, which is what they're planning on. Planning yeah. on. Yeah, I guess it would work. So, and yeah, people would be fine, and that would be eight games. They basically do the the Big Ten thing, and maybe I don't know. There's no word. Obviously, like these are reports. If they do like the uh, they'd want the title game the nineteenth. Who knows if they do an extra game because the extra game. <clears throat> I guess would it just kind of satisfy TV partners a little bit because they want a certain number of games. We talked about that with the Big 12 before. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe that's why they do it. But if that's the plan, would you be – what's your comfort level of them doing that type of schedule? If it's, those three teams don't play, like how would you feel if your Fresno team doesn't play? Would you be like, okay, be back next year, you get more time to prepare with your new coach and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I'd be okay with it. I think I'd be in the minority because um, I think – you know, among Fresno State people, among like our Twitter followers and stuff like that. I, I think it's pretty clear at this point that I'm in the minority as far as, you know, taking the, the uh, cautious approach in and not doing any of this. But, uh, you know, so it wouldn't necessarily hurt my feelings or anything like that if the Bulldogs didn't play this <laughs> No, I hear you. I'm like, yeah, it's, um, I'm with you too. I'm like, if they don't play, like my team, University of Utah, they may not play this year. I'm like, well, they, they're weird. They may not play until November. You know what I mean? Like, their schedule is being much more unique and weird compared to others. But if it, like, I still probably think not playing is the thing to do. But I, I get the arguments. Like, well, maybe they're safer at doing more, like, 12 hours a week is not 20. They're more looked over, looked after, I guess, and better. There's potential for better health care. Again, all potential doesn't mean it's clearly safe. When I've seen and been around, we've seen it on TV. The NFL came out hard. Wear your freaking mask, coaches, on the sideline. I don't care. Put it on. Like, you'll see them not wearing it properly and stuff like that. It's like, if you're going to do it, you got to do it the right way. You know what I mean, Matt? Like, if you're going to go out and play, follow every rule possible so you can get done. And this leaves no more of a We mentioned Memphis losing games. Baylor, Houston. All these games being canceled, postponed. Like, I would give, like, a 5% chance the season goes off with everybody playing eight games. Was that too high? Yeah. No, no, I mean, it sounds about right to me. Because there's going to be something going on because however you travel the games, like even like for the BYU game, I covered them. They went to Navy. They test right before. Nobody had positive tests. My buddy out there covered the game, which I think I talked last week. Nobody can go to the hotel. It's just the team. Nobody's – they're interacting with very few people. I'm, I'm guaranteed they did like room service, very simple food delivery at the door. We don't, we don't have con- no contact people. The only contact you have is like your teammates, um, maybe walking to and from the hotel lobby, like the minimal stuff. When you're basically going from home, school, airplane, your own plane at Provo Airport, due to Baltimore, Annapolis, you know what I mean? Like you're not going anywhere out. You're just going there. And when they tested on the way out, players tested positive. And so, yeah. they, and so they they moved back or canceled or postponed the Army game. And so that's going to happen. You know what I mean? So if they do it, 
And let me ask one more question before we wrap up here because I don't think there's a ton more to dive into, really. Would this uh, season, like, uh, what type of season are we going to have? Maybe this is for a future podcast where maybe we'll get some clarity this week. But, like, would you claim this champion as, like, a full-on, yeah, you won the conference champion despite three teams not playing and you're only playing, I guess you're playing the same games, but you're missing a couple teams? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I would be okay with that because it's not like it's not like baseball. You know, where <laughs> no they're, kidding. They're, yeah, they're giving up more than half the season and they're doing like a really weird playoff format and the, all that, all those kinds of things. It's, it would be relatively intact. And so, you know, just taking Boise State as, as an example, right? Um, you know, if Fresno State doesn't play, like they weren't set to play them anyway. Um, I think you know, they, I can't remember if they were supposed to play San Jose State or not. I know that they had the rematch with Hawaii. Um, so, you know, there might be some changes to whatever schedule ends up coming out on top of things like that. But I think if the competition is still, you know, if it holds together enough, then I think it's probably legitimate, if that's the word you want to use. It's just wondering, because the three, like, let's just say it's Air Force, Hawaii, Fresno. I think out of those group, what Air Force would probably have the best chance to uh, win the conference saddle, right? Mm-hmm. And even then, without Donald Hammond, the third, it'd be like, eh, we'll see how good they are. And then it depends if they have 40 cadets, you know, all that type of stuff not playing. Maybe it doesn't matter. But also, like, look at the NFL. Like, like you'll people already heard this. Like, right now, you seen how many injuries happened today, Matt, in the NFL? Oh, yeah. Just now. They're, they're still happening. Saquon Barkley <laughs> tore an ACL. As we speak, Caffrey went down. Yeah, Jerry Judy went down. Everybody, a lot of people went down. Exactly. And so, hey, guess who's not going down? Garden Minshew doing quite well today. But my point being, true. there's gonna be a lot of injuries that happen. There, luckily, so far in college, there hasn't been. I haven't seen too many. Maybe because we're not paying attention from where the games are at. But that's a big thing as well. That's why if they're gonna play October 24th, that is five. Is that a month? From, five weeks from today, essentially. We're recording it's this essentially a month. Well, today's uh, September 20th, mm-hmm. so you're talking about essentially like a month and change. Barely. Two, three. Yeah, it's four weeks away. And if the teams that are doing the 12-hour practice, they're probably fine to ramp up. But like if you're Fresno, New Mexico, if Hawaii is going to play, that's a quick ramp up to go just under a month. Like these Fresno State guys, are they even on camp? Like not, not saying on camp, but I mean, are they living there to go to school? Because I've talked about this before, I think with you, like people are doing, I know not athletes, but like, oh. I go to Duke, I go to North Carolina, I go to uh, this other school, UCLA, I go to North, Northwestern, I go to University of Texas, code bases are close. Heck, let me go to, like, people are going to destinations to do online school to hang out. Like, there's people going, mm-hmm. taking their friends, going to Europe, do school, going to the Caribbean, going to Hawaii, they do the testing before to get there. They're going to nice parts of the country where they don't go, going to Las Vegas because it's it, it's Las Vegas to do their schooling instead of at home. And so, do you even know if any like athletes or anybody's even who don't live there, you know what I mean? Like are staying or at campus essentially or at their apartments? Like, I'm not sure off the top of my head now. Like how long would it take for them to get back there? I, I, cause I, if the school's closed, dorms aren't open or they're, they're at home doing school and like any freshman, I'd assume. And so that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing too. Like how long does it take to get these guys? Because here's the thing, Monday, the eight presidents or eighties are meeting later in the week. They're talking like the presidents and chancellors. Let's say a decision's made Friday. That gives them, that's one less week. That's basically three weeks to be ready for a football season. And mm-hmm. they're not going to be preparing. Like, let's just say that fall camp is about three weeks, just about. They're not practicing like fall camp. 
And we saw the Navy game versus BYU. The Navy didn't practice. Like, we didn't tackle. And so, are there going to be injuries? going to be sloppy football? It's just it's just weird, Matt, right? Yes, it is. Anything else we need to add here? Are you – okay. If football being played, I know our thoughts on it being played. Are you going to be excited that there's mountainless football? Yeah, I'll be excited, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I will. I mean, I will be concerned. But yes, you know, um, it'll be nice to have. That's what I'm you know, I, I can't. I can't deny that. No, that's fine. I'm I not, I didn't expect you. I'm not, I'm not an unfeeling monster. No, it's like again. Here's my thing. I think you agree. If they do it, do it as safe as possible, and, if, and we'd like it to be to go as smoothly as possible because. I don't want a head coach saying, "Well, I think our whole team already got COVID, so I don't know. I guess we'll deal with like Ed Orgeron." <laughs> Like, yeah, let's let's not let's not have that happen. Like just uh I don't know what to do. Be safe. I you know it's also one thing we'll wrap up here on this. Like, you know, remember the, the big deal Shields made about those splash guard helmets and stuff? Mm-hmm. Nobody's wearing those. Like, they made a huge deal at BYU football one day. Yeah, we got these splash guards and they're not wearing it at all. Maybe it fogs up like an Andy Reid situation, possibly, and you can't see mm-hmm. a dang thing, but they're not wearing those either. So it's like I like at least wear a shield, I guess, over the face, over the eyes. Maybe that'll do something, but I don't know. Whatever you come up with, I'll, I want football to be played. That'd be great. We both like it to be done. It's concerning yeah. if it goes forward because of what's going on. And just all I'm going to wrap up this. Just be as safe as possible, right? There you go. That's, do it the proper way. No issues. And uh, actually, I have one last thing for you, Matt. It's Warren Jackson come back and play. Are players who declare no. no? He's gone officially. I, think. I don't think so. Okay, is he the only one who uh, officially went for pro? Right, that I am aware of off okay. the top of my head. Yeah, I do know a couple of CSU guys who left, went to the portal, came back. So we'll see how the rest of it goes. I think only Justin Rice is actually guy playing somewhere else over at Arkansas mm-hmm. State. So all right, we'll be back next week. Assuming it looks like Matt, we may have some more stuff to talk about with the meetings taking place this week. So stay tuned to our website mwr.com. We have the news coming up about. Anything and everything going on about football. Um, if you like the show, let us know. Subscribe at all the uh, good old places uh, I mentioned. Amazon Music. So if you're the, uh, what do we say, Matt, 0.2% that uses that for podcasts, you're in luck now. You don't have to switch to go. something else. So, yeah, check it out. Let us know how you like the show. And uh, we'll be back uh, another time, guys.